0: Hello and welcome to Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric, the man Heisman, and Brett, H-Town wheelhouse Chansey. We
1: are Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You find me on Twitter at Eric EricTalkStros. Find the show at Locked on Astros. Your team, every day. Brett, where can you find you at?
0: They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. And Eric, good to have you back. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join us this week, Friday or Saturday evening, as we get into the action. We talk about the Astros versus the Rangers series coming this weekend. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, right, Eric?
1: Yes, and uh, this time we'll be talking about a little bit different uh, Rangers. They're, they've they traded a whole bunch of their pitchers, a whole bunch of their players. Uh, Joey Gallo's gone, uh, Gibson is gone, and a whole bunch more. So a uh, lot to talk about on this episode and a little bit more into what happened with uh, Alex Bregman, a little bit more into some decisions or um, lack thereof of what happened in the, the win on uh, what – I don't even know what day of the week this is anymore, but uh, and that that comeback win uh, where Jake Myers walked it off and some decisions that Dusty Baker made. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more about this, but uh, we also need to talk a little bit about uh, what's going to happen when Jose Eric Kitty uh, comes back because uh, there's some decisions that have to be made. But uh, there's a lot to talk about on this episode of the Lockdown Astros podcast. But, uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Thank you, everybody, for the well wishes. And I did get a chance to uh, really uh, watch everything and uh, watch y'all's podcast yesterday. And one of the things y'all did address was the Justin Verlander. And I know that uh, y'all talked about it, but basically James Click said that they told him with the data surgery, um, could he go ahead and pitch in postseason, possibly, Yes, but he would be as a reliever, something he hasn't done before. Uh, Could he possibly injure himself? Yes. So I think that they decided that this would not be a uh, good uh, idea for Justin Verlandu. And so now James Click um, can now go from, okay, well, we could potentially bring him back this season. Now they can potentially say, okay, well, what are we going to do to possibly bring him back? So the Astros can offer him a qualifying offer. And so that would be about $18.9 million if it's, uh, if it holds true from last year. Now would Justin Verlander offer, uh, take that? Who knows Uh, if he has any type of loyalty to, uh, because basically he got paid for nothing this year.
0: Uh He got paid thirty three million, and I really have a hard time believing that he'll take a qualifying offer of eighteen point nine I really see him going back to Detroit, Eric, because Detroit has the money to offer him something um you know Carlos Correa is a possible lander in Detroit as well that's being kind of talked about hush hush a little bit underneath in different circles here and there. I'm hearing, but just at Verlander. Also saves the Astros 26 of that $33 they recoup insurance-wise. It's still a cap hit. But so for the Astros, financially speaking, it's a better move. And when you're this late in your career, why would you risk an injury? He's not going to do that. His arm is an asset. He's still valuable. Who knows? Maybe he sits down with his family, and they decide to stay, and they have a change of heart. Um, maybe they end up keeping Carlos Correa and they sign him to a mega deal, which I don't think will happen, but let's say they do that, best case scenario, and Justin Verlander signs a qualifying offer. I'm like, I mean, why not You know, welcome him back with open arms? I just don't think that's likely. Um, I just hate knowing that he didn't get to pitch this year and contribute because this team is so good, and pitching has been a struggle not necessarily because of performance at times performance for the bullpen but because of injuries and this team has weathered a lot of pitching storms
1: right and so click said uh could he have done it yes but it would have had tremendous risk for just the efficiency of the surgery and everything else so the doctors advised him strongly against it so uh, I'm glad that he did it because he really does want to pitch till he's 45. And so if he really wants to continue pitching, then uh, it's best that he does not uh, pitch uh, this year. So the Astros have Jose Kitty, who did pitch four innings the last start. He's going to make one more start, and then he'll be able to come back once rosters expand. And here I am. Uh, I'm thinking that the rosters are going to expand to 40 like they did in old days, but they're actually only going to go to 28 players. So you're probably only going to have Jose or come up and maybe one other pitcher, maybe one other uh, position player. I don't know what you still have
0: Belak down there. Yeah. Um, you still have Anoli, right? Josh Isn't James. Uh, still oh, oh, oh Josh James. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah. Josh James before either one of those two that I mentioned. Probably. Yeah,
1: so when we're talking about uh, rosters expanding, don't think that everybody's going to be coming up. So. Right. <laughs> So that's just something that we have to think about. So uh, speaking of rosters expanding, uh, and and no, uh, for those of y'all watching this replay, Robel Garcia is not going to be coming up. So (laughs) I can already hear, ooh, Eric, you want Robel Garcia.
0: We should have a segment called Robel Watch. (laughs) No, we shouldn't. Or where in the world is Robel Garcia? How's that?
1: So I know Alex Bregman came up back up and I didn't get yes. a chance to talk about this and he looked really good, but Dusty Baker was really hesitant in the 10th uh, inning because he was the guy who was uh, on second base and uh, uh, he was asking the, um, the tra- the physical uh, trainers at, he was saying, okay, can he be out there? Should he be out there running? And uh, they didn't want to send him, uh, I think what – I forgot the situation, but they didn't want to send him home on a certain hit, and they're they're being very uh, cautious with him. And so, uh, basically, Dusty Baker is uh, telling um, Alex Bregman, you're going to have to rewire yourself, and uh, we've all had to do that to find a way to stay in the lineup. I've urged him to play smart and passed. If you're out, you're out. If the fans get on you for not hustling, if you don't understand the need for you staying in the lineup, you have to play another day and another day and another day. Hopefully, they uh, there is a need to play smart. We've seen that this year w- with Michael Brantley. We've seen this uh, also this year with Jordan Alvarez, uh, where th- a lot of teams would say, hey, they're not hustling. But I think Dusty Baker is saying, hey, we we want you to play healthy and stay healthy, so don't go out there all-out hustle." But uh, Bregman has said that uh, he's actually kind of uh, done a pregame, kind of a pregame. uh, routine with uh, routine, the right. athletic trainers Jeremiah Randall and Jeff Lewis. This is something that he hasn't really done in the past, but yeah. he's trying to stay healthy for the rest of the season, and he's trying to get a better routine so he can uh, stay healthy.
0: Yeah, and definitely, and just I'm um, sharing some of the quotes that he that he's um said that you found here. You know, he says, "I think overall the hip complex is getting stronger for me." whether it's the hip flexing or the abduction or the abduction extension, all that stuff is getting stronger and we're working to strengthen that daily. The hamstrings and quads and calves and big muscle groups are strong and right where they need to be. Running mechanics, I've looked into into all that a little bit. Overall, I think it's just back to the basics, the game plan, back to the basics, kind of like going along with what you said, um, Dusty Baker said. And then he said, um, it's about not putting myself in a high-risk, higher risk to injure myself, but also playing hard, playing how I've always played. I need to make it to the batter's box as many times as possible every year. I'm not a burner by any means. So if I'm not out by two steps instead of four, I mean, if I'm out by two steps instead of four, I'm out. At the same time, there's something inside of you. I grew up playing baseball, the game, and I was taught to play with my hair on fire it's been an adjustment. And so this, Eric, could be a huge turning point in Alex Bregman's career. We've seen athletes in Houston, like, if you look back, and I'm going to make a football comparison, you look at J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt played at a high level for four or five years in the NFL, and his body literally broke down. And he went over the all the bruises and all the injuries he had, right? Bregman is in a less impactful sport but a high importance on his legs and if he takes care of his body he's going to lengthen his career and he's going to get more at bats in his career yeah. and it's i mean and that's a tough mindset to switch his whole life he's been the right. the spark plug now he's got to be the tempered vet so that's right. a good thing for him to discover right now
1: you know what it sounds like jeremiah randall needs a, a big box of built bar for helping
0: uh <laughs> he does. yes i know i i agree and if we get if we get an address to send him one we should probably send him a few or maybe toss him some at at the next game we attend built bar is the best tasting protein bar in the business why it's wrapped in 100 percent chocolate it's basically a candy bar that's good for you if you're the healthy conscious guy or girl and you're looking to lose or maintain weight you need to go to built.com they have so many flavors. Raspberry, mint brownie. I literally had um, a grasshopper cookie today. It actually had a raspberry as well. Phenomenal flavor. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Four to five grams of sugar. Four to five grams of net carbs. All the flavors. They're all tasting. They're all healthy. People like the USA track and field team eats them. I know college football teams consume them. Heck, even locked on hosts consume them. And so, if you want to get in the game like nobody's business, go to built.com and use the promo code lock15 for 15% off your order. That's locked on for 15% off on your first order.
1: Alrighty, so um, I, after surgery, I would love to wheel myself in with my little <laughs> scooter to Hooters and order me some wings. I can't have any beer right now, but uh, that sounds really good. Tell us about uh, uh, Hooters on NASA.
0: Yeah, definitely. So are you ready for some love bites, Eric? We know that even if you're not into spicy, you are into hot. That's why all of our seriously craveable flavors are the best of the best. Wings, burgers, shrimp, all the things that make you drool. 20796 Gulf Freeway in Webster, Texas. That zip code 77598. Put it in your GPS. Drive to Hooters today for lunch or dinner. Bring the family or friends. Enjoy some buds with with your buds. Go watch the Houston Astros take on the Arlington Rangers and watch them just set the world on fire as Bregman and Tucker are back in. They have so many options, Eric. I mean, you and I have been there. The service is great. The food is great. It is just a phenomenal place. Um, All the waitresses are there just to make sure that you are happy. You are smiling when you leave. You go to their website right now and enter for a $100 gift card. They draw one every week. Why not you get in the game and go to Hooters? There's no cover charge and they have your favorite Hooters calendar girls there and cutoff jeans and cowboy boots. And on Thursday nights, they have Texas Thursdays. And you can dance to Copper Road with the Hooters girls. So go to Hooters Webster. Again, let me give you the address. It is 20796 um, Gulf Freeway. Check them out today.
1: Alrighty. So I, I know that something else you talked about yesterday was Carlos Correa, And I don't want to really talk a lot about that, but there are a lot of people. The Astros can go out and get, uh, Trevor story, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, uh, Javi Baez,
0: Pedro Leon.
1: I know. Leon. Pe- uh, I know. Uh, so those <laughs> are some of the big time names. Um, you have Angelton Simmons, uh, Alcides, Escobar, Freddie Galvez are some uh, low end names, and then you have some in house people, Pedro Leon and uh, Jeremy Pena. Uh, so there's some in house names. So you also have Ledezm Diaz who could um, play some shortstop. Um, I know a lot of people don't really see Alex Bregman as a full time shortstop anymore. No. Uh, I think they they think see him more as a third baseman. But uh, there are some options out there. Now, will the Astros outbid other teams for those players? I don't know. But I don't really want to spend a lot of time on this. But uh, the player that I would like to see the most, I would say, out of those names is Marcus Simeon. I think that he's had a kind of breakout year. I mean, I think he's the one who's kind of affordable out of those names. Uh, Trevor Story, I don't know what he can do outside of course Field. Uh, Corey Seager, um, I don't know if Astros fans would like to have him over here.
0: I think it's priced too. I think Boris is going to price him out of the Astros market.
1: And Javi Baez, I think uh, now that he's playing with Lindor up in New York, I think he's going to find a way to play in New York. So I'm not really sure what's going to happen there. So uh, we'll see. And I, Click, I, I, don't, I just don't see the Astros going out and signing one of the big guys.
0: You know, I don't. The, the only thing I think that moves this needle in the favor of the Astros signing Carlos Correa is if they give him a deal that's not 10 or 12 years, but a big right. enough deal at six to eight years. But it's going to have to be for a lot of money between 37 and 40 million a year. And maybe you talk him into staying on a shorter contract.
1: But uh, it doesn't help. Mark Berman tweeted us out earlier today that he is, he has the highest position war he of does. all the players in baseball. And do you know who has the highest pitching war? Freaking Wade Miley.
0: What the, what's <laughs> up with that? <laughs> so so on that note with Wade Miley, is war really that important? <laughs> because is he really the most valuable pitcher I mean, out there? Joey Otani
1: wasn't even on there, and I, I thought that was kind of weird
0: it, it yet yeah, you know war is a war is a funny um it's a funny statistic um uh, be i mean that is odd um you know i know shohei Otani woos crowds um he hasn't been super stellar pitching lately right. you know he gave up like three home runs and struck out seven batters you know but then the next right. game he leads off with a home run and 41 home runs now shohei Otani has yeah i can't wait till he gets to 50 i'm going to offload right. some of his cards <laughs>
1: right so I know that the Astros uh, going back to Jose or Kitty uh, I know the Astros have I believe starting today they have uh, like two three uh Thursdays off and then starting the September 10th they'll have 17 games with no days off wow. so likely in September they're gonna go to a six ga- six uh, man rotation this will help alleviate some of the innings um, workload of Luis Garcia basically everybody. Everybody's a little bit overworked, except for um, maybe, I think everybody is, except for Farmer Valdez, since he um, missed the first two months of the season or so. So I think that uh, that's what you're going to see. We've talked about possibly a piggyback uh, situation with um, Jacob Rizzi, but I really think that you're going to see a six-man rotation. I think that yeah,
0: and I think with the way Luis Garcia pitched this last time, too, two of his last three starts have been really good. And I know because we had discussed, I guess maybe a week a week or two ago, about he seemed like he was kind of wearing down a little bit. He didn't look like he was wearing down at all that last start. I mean he he's done a phenomenal job and. Right. For him to get in tough situations and get out of them, and still win and just you know be be part of a shutout, that's huge.
1: Right. So uh, a lot of people have been talking about Dusty Baker leaving Lance McCullers in, and I know that he said his biggest regret was um, he said that the the win bailed him out after second guessing himself for not pulling McCullers after he walked Emmanuel Rivera to put two runners on in the seventh inning. And then McCullers wound up walking the ninth hitter, Cam Gallagher, um, Gallagher to load the bases. And then he uh, brought in Christian Javier, who then gave up the Grand Slam. So um, we've had this situation before where uh, basically Baker went out there and uh, in a nice way, McCullers said, I'm not leaving. And so uh, what we saw in this situation was Strami go out there instead of Baker and talk to him and they, they left them in. And I, at, on a certain way, this was uh, Baker saying uh, McCullers, you're the ace of the staff, sort of, I uh, let, I'm going to go ahead and give you this, this opportunity to do it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, he was giving him the respect, but at the same time, was this him avoiding confrontation?
0: Yeah, you know, I don't know. Dusty Baker, remember, you know, he's the guy that uh Grinky said I, you know, he's the reason why I think he said I trust the Astros or the Astros trust me. Um, you know, Dusty Baker has a history of pitchers that have had shortened careers and have not done well because he let them go too long. Mm-hmm. You notice this year he seems to be Sometimes he lets guys go long, but a lot of times he pulls guys short. So I, I think he has a tendency to want to be there for the pitcher and his health and the long term effect because it's on record. Strasburg, Kerry Wood, Mark Pryor, those are big names. You remember um, when he was a coach of the Nationals, Strasburg was shut down and they didn't even let him pitch in the playoffs. Um, I believe as a rookie or so, like rookie or second year player, and that was a that was Dusty had overused him. So here's here's the thing with that, what I thought was interesting was when he got pulled out, did you notice the cameras after Javier gave up that home run? They didn't follow Whit Merrifield around the bases. They went straight to the dugout to show Lance McCullers and he hopped off the stairs through his glove. But then Dusty said and a key thing, the guys bailed me out. I made a mistake. The guys bailed me out. It wasn't that I made a mistake because I trusted McCullers. It was I knew he should have come out because I felt like it was better to take him out then. And then the guys came in and picked me up. When a manager tells you that the players picked him up, that to me speaks volumes. That's going to send reverberations into the playoffs, Eric, just like that meeting he had with them last year.
1: Right. Yeah, so I th- I think um I think I mean the in, the outcome of the game ended up pretty good. So uh, yeah. I'm uh, I guess we can't really get onto it, but there's no, a lot definitely. of people on Twitter that just blame Dusty for every th- every situation <laughs> and I'm talking to one of them and I bet on Hey, the-
0: I have turned over a new leaf, Eric. <laughs> I have people commending me for my positive attitude Are you towards Dusty. Betting Baker. on
1: that like a betonline.ag I will, will? <laughs>
0: You Talk would mention that. let's do that. It's t- it's that time of year when all eyes are turning from football. Well, we know that our Astros fans are still focused on locked on Astros, but the gridiron, it's the start of the season. Not only pro football, but college football. And always Bet Online is your number one spot for all f- pro and um college football action. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's right, 100% of what you put in, they add to it. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is that fast and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports football, baseball, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite casino games. That's right. Don't wait and take advantage of the great offers that are here today for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Use a promo code Locked On.
1: All right. So, um, we're facing the Rangers. Uh, like we said, they're down a few players and they are 44 and 83. Um, last I checked, that's not a very good record. Um, that's, uh, winning. Yeah, this isn't of, golf.
0: We're not trying to score the lowest. <laughs>
1: okay. That's a winning percentage of three forty-six. Uh, they Oof. are 31 games behind the Astros. Um, so that's not good. They are three and seven in their last 10 games. They are, They have a negative 153 run differential. The Astros have a a 183 plus 183 run differential. And you know what's something that's depressing? Uh, Orioles fans. You know what their run differential is? What is it? Negative 223. Uh, they actually won uh, they've won two games in a row but yeah uh, like, they're
0: on a win they're on a bona fide yeah. win streak
1: <laughs> so yeah uh, like the host was uh celebrating a win and i i looked at their run diff- differential yesterday i'm like holy crap <laughs> that's pathetic but uh, i guess you saw you can but uh the mariners um are um playing pretty good they're winning three in a row but we uh, i don't know if you talked about this yesterday the yankees are playing the ace oh yeah we did do you, did. Root, for? Do you oh. root for the uh the you root for the yankees i know they're on a win yeah. streak and you could potentially play them in the playoffs and but you definitely want to get that lead in the division because you... i think it's easier to win in the division and uh you didn't read my uh my little comment yesterday in the thing but Uh, I way back after Jose Altuve had his shirt ripped off. I said it would be great for baseball to have a Yankees versus Astros playoff series because there would be so much drama. It would be great.
0: Oh, it would be. I'm, you know, I'm here for all the smoke. I know the Astros are, especially with Bregman coming back, dude, you want to play the Yankees. You, but you want the Yankees to sweep the Oakland A's because then you get a chance to build your lead. The Yankees right now as we speak and it may it may be a be a different story when you wake up in the morning, but last I checked they were up on the Next Oakland year. A's 6 to 2. So yeah, it seems to be a pretty commanding lead, but Oakland's been pesky this year, Eric. They've scored late. They've scored a lot of runs late and that's where they've won a lot of their games. Here's the thing with the playoffs, Eric. Bottom line is you want to play the best teams. I don't mind the Yankees getting hot right now. I hope they win 25 games in a row. You know why? Because if they do that, they're more than likely not going to be able to keep that up in the playoffs. So do you like the Cleveland Indians? Win like 20, 22 games in a row, get to the playoffs, and bug out in the ALDS or ALCS. It is going to be – dude, it was drama-filled during the regular season. Imagine another ALCS between the Astros and the Yankees, and then when the Astros win – What excuse will Yankees fan base make for the Astros beating their team once again? I'm sure there will be something. I'm sure Beltran's niece will get back on Twitter and talk about how they had like rockets in their shoes this time or something. There's going to be some crazy conspiracy theory out there.
1: All righty, so in, in terms of the Rangers series, it's going to be uh Jake O'Dorizzi on the mound. Uh, we don't really know who's going to be on the mound for the Rangers and I'm not going to do the whole he's got a great curveball this time. Um that's a little old, but Jake O'Dorizzi, hopefully uh, Martin Maldonado will be on the uh behind the plate cuz it seems like uh, O'Dorizzi, we talked about this with Clay Hensley the other day. He seems to respond better uh when he's behind the plate. So, uh that that's going to be the matchups for Friday. On Saturday it's could be Framer Valdez versus what's his name Kobe um, Allard Kobe Allard uh yeah he is 3 and 10 with a 4.86 ERA I guess when you're on a losing team your records not going to be great um, but uh, he's uh, got some good promise in the future so but unfortunately he's just having a bad season so um Framer Valdez is um, I I don't know if he's quite the Astros ace right now But he is, he has, he can be at that any moment. He could be that pitcher or he could be walking five or six batters. So it just depends. And the Sunday matchup is going to be Zach Greinke versus uh, Taylor Hearn, who is three and four with
0: a 4.08 ERA. You know, he, dude, he's six foot six. Taylor Hearn is a, he is a big guy. And so, um, this guy's got a lot of potential. I don't know much about him, but he's, he's an interesting story. He's actually from Royce city, Texas, Eric. And so he is a Texas. Yeah. He's a Texas boy. He's a lefty. He's a big, tall, lanky guy. He's 26 Averages years old.
1: Got per inning.
0: And yeah. And so, I mean, Hey dude, he went to Oklahoma Baptist. So, I mean, this guy probably flew under a lot of people's radar and here he is in the major leagues. Good for him. I just really hope he doesn't, uh, do well against us when we play him.
1: Yeah, so hopefully uh, the Astros just, um, hopefully that comeback win where um, Jake Myers um, had that walk-off, I don't even know what you call that, uh, walk-off ground-out, just kind of. Yeah, uh, walk-off ground-out, yeah, that's what you call it. (laughs) So hopefully that kind of got their um, funk against the bad teams kind of
0: off a little bit. But yeah, they played terrible against the Royals this year, and they needed that. So one thing Ben Verlander pointed out on the show, and I know you're watching, and for those of y'all that did watch, you remember this. He said, Jake Myers has really been someone who has saved the Astros in some of these games. He's provided a spark, and that's what you need. That's what's great about this ball club. Everybody feels like they're a part of the winning, and you love to see that.
1: Um, there is some whispers on around the fan base. I know fan base doesn't really control things, but there's some <laughs> whispers saying that Jake Myers has taken over the center field role.
0: There is McCormick- no way. There is no way Chaz McCormick comes back and starts over Jake Myers. Yeah. Not a chance. He's batting 315 Eric and 57 at bats. He's got three home runs. Now he's got to walk off to his credit and he's playing center field really well. So I, I just think. And he's got a trophy he does yeah he
1: was he was treasuring that the the little youtube trophy so yeah uh, by the way that's an awesome experience i i really wish they would do the youtube more often you know
0: yeah and i like how they brought in the hometown guy the jeff blum in there with them i i think that's a great i I really like
1: i really like the pitcher and the hitter I mean that was a good that there I was uh, I was pre after surgery so I was able to listen to the whole thing and the way that they're able to like go back and forth and talk about the game that was just really awesome just listen to that whole thing so yeah I do agree with that so um, yeah so hopefully the Astros are able to take care of business and uh, who did they face after the this series it's the um, I'm trying to pull it up spinning
0: <laughs> that's okay hold on here it is a seattle we're okay, so, so yeah, that's we're going that's okay we're going to seattle for a three-game set then there's then there's an off day on the right. second and then they go to san diego for three games and right. then it's back home
1: okay so yeah cool so the and Astros- san diego's
0: reeling dude so san diego's right. not even playing well right now
1: so, the, uh, yeah, so this is going to be a good stretch of games that they're going to be playing. So they definitely need to take care of business versus the Rangers. Um, so uh, do it and um, take care of business and get some wins because the Astros, uh, it's not about uh, getting to 100 wins at this point. It's about winning series. It's about staying ahead of the A's, staying ahead. It's of about the winning A's. the division. Yeah, you, winning division. You That's win the division.
0: And I agree with Ben Verlander. You don't want to win the first seed let tampa have it because you know i mean the first seed to play the
1: wild card team
0: i mean not if it's the yankees coming off a right. hot win you know i mean you know here's the thing you're you're going to face the best the astros are going to have to overcome their pitching woes they have right. the bats their pitchers have to show up if pitchers show up all bets are off right. they're the favorites
1: Alrighty. So guys, that's all we got. Have a great weekend and thank y'all for subscribing to the lockdown Astros podcast. Keep on doing that. And, um, hopefully we have a good weekend against the uh, Rangers and go Stros.